0: You know, I'm a great believer that hard work is one of the key ways in order to succeed, but is it the only way, actually? I just interviewed David Ralph, who has a podcast of over 5 million downloads, who create a multiple six-figure businesses while not, like, crushing his butt off. He worked hard to get on, on, that, on that path, but if you can learn the story and actually listen to what he says, he'll tell you that. If he wasn't that, you know, that 24 that uh, 7 stereotype hustler, he would have succeeded anyways. Now, that's really a contradiction of philosophy to what we believe here in Successful Network, but, I, but you can actually learn a lot from this guy. And I want to upload that interview to you because you gotta think of yourself do you want to be the one who's always burning out, who's always just working hard and, and still getting results but feeling like shit afterwards? Health is our first number one priority. And people telling you should sacrifice, let's say sleep, in order to succeed, I don't trust them. And I think you're go you're going to die before you become a millionaire if you sacrifice sleep. I think that's my honest opinion. I'm I'm not going to hold you any further. And I'll let you to that interview I did with David. And think and think my network is hard work really that amazing or just overrated? All right, David. I want to say one big welcome to the show, and thank you for being contributed to our podcast. Since we are, we actually have a little bit of a tradition here, we would like to start off by saying by asking, what is the most interesting thing about yourself?
1: Well, I used to say I was the UK's sexiest podcaster, Nikki. But um, as as I'm reaching 50, I don't think I can say that anymore. Um, I think that really I'm. My interesting thing that people struggle to grasp is I'm a podcaster who doesn't often podcast. I release a show three times a week and I have been doing it for six years, but I do it very, very rarely, which most people can't understand how I manage to structure my life that way. Hmm.
0: Wait, so how do you you structure? Okay, so I want to... We're actually going to talk because I want to have a little bit of a brief story about how you do that, because that's something like an interesting routine for podcasters.
1: Basically, I record three episodes a week. And I will do those in two days a month. So I only record on two Thursdays and I start at seven o'clock in the morning and I have guests lined up, lined up, lined up all the way through to about nine o'clock at night. So they're very long days and that's it done. I just have two very hard days in a month and the rest of the time is literally just running my business on a skeleton which I mean I don't do a great deal on my business because I don't think to make a very good living you should be working hard in your business you should just be doing the right things so that's how I do it I batch my schedules and my interviews all in two days and then I walk away from the microphone and I never turn it on unless I'm honored to be on your show (laughs)
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, Dave, David, I think that will be a routine I will actually practice as well because sometimes, you know, when I get back from a workout or school and I just want to read and just be like, you know, just rest. It feels like, you know, the notification on calendar just says, new interviewing coming coming. I'm just like, uh, again, second <laughs> one for today, you know. I mean, not, not anything against, you know, posting consistently and, you know, actively, but, you know, you have to have a little bit of a boundary.
1: Yeah, I've done 2000 shows now. And when I started, I was doing seven a week. Um, I was doing an hour plus episode every single day for seven days. And now when I got to the year anniversary, I said to my audience, what do you want from Join Up Dots for the second year? And they said less of it we can't keep up with the amount of content you're producing. So it made it a lot easier. But I know exactly what you're saying. And even though it's the greatest thing ever, there's certain times you think, Oh, I can't be bothered. And so I just know that I have two days to overcome that feeling of can't be bothered in the month. And then it doesn't bother me again.
0: All right. So if we jump outside podcasting, though, um, how do you think business owners can get a a less stress, like stress-free life? It doesn't matter which business, but how can actually, you know, entrepreneurs be a little, just a little more stress-free?
1: Quite simply, you have to clearly define your offering, what you are doing to make money so that the right people understand. And I see time and time again that businesses open their doors to everyone and they spend more time dealing with the the bad customers more than the good ones the good ones will come through your business they will buy your products they will buy your services and they cause you very little issue at all and more often than not you can charge a lot more for your services so if you have maybe 2 or 3 really good clients a month that is so much better than 30 bad ones and that's what i see nikki i see so many people allowing bad customers into their business when we should have a gate on the door that says no i only want the people that i want to work with
0: but why do you think they behave like that
1: they don't know any better It's, you know, it's the way that they operate and they're going to be a bad customer will be a bad customer for everyone. And I've had them in the past where they literally want a billion dollars of value and they're only paying you 50 pounds, you know, and they're constantly emailing you and constantly checking on this, constantly checking on that. A good customer will come along and pay you a lot of money and expect you to do it. They don't need to check in. They just expect that's what they're paying the money for. And then you you sit quietly, you do the work, and you give it back to them. It's job done. And the great thing about that, Nikki, is they then talk to other good customers, and then you're starting to tap into the right stream. And once you get that, your business doesn't take a lot to operate.
0: Have you experienced
1: this yourself?
0: Have you experienced that you know bad clientele experience before?
1: Yeah, of course, everyone has. At the beginning, you've got to get the ball rolling. And in the beginning, I had customers that couldn't afford anything, customers that didn't know what they wanted. Um, but little by little, you get through that and you become, you become a business owner. You become precious about your own business. And you don't allow the deadwood to come into it. It's so, so important because then it gives you free time to be able to make better decisions you know i hardly touch an email i'm not on facebook i'm not on twitter i don't do any social media and my business is flourishing because of those rules
0: so basically i, I think i want to uh, just get out from i uh, get out something from here so basically you know social media plays a big part you know you gotta actually you know uh how can i say just just purely delete it or you know uh make yourself uh, make yourself a time, uh, you know, uh, how can I say it, um, <laughs> you know, outside. So do you think as entrepreneurs, do you need to focus on social media? Like some people say, like Gary Vee, I mean, he's a great guy, but he also says that you need to be producing content, this and that. Or you need to spend the majority of your time per day outside that social media
1: space. I don't go into social media at all hardly at all I really don't because I couldn't see the value now what Gary V is saying and I agree with him you've got to provide the right content for the right people so my customers are my listeners they're the podcast listeners they're not Facebook readers they're not tweet readers they're my podcast listeners so all i do is that i just podcast consistently into the right ears of the right customer now if you can tell me that you're on facebook or on any of the social media and you are getting a great bit of value back into your business then do it by all means do it but more often than not people are just doing it because they think they have to and it's not bringing anything back into their bank account does that make sense
0: yeah, it makes sense. But, uh, but also, like, you know, a lot of people think that they, uh, you know, you said it right, that a lot of people think they need social media, you know, for their business to succeed. Well, it's also a good way to actually produce something. Uh, I believe, you know, you can actually uh, succeed also organically like you did. So do you think we still have a big chance in succeeding offline rather than just, you know, uh, how can I say, obsessing ourselves with the online world?
1: If you think about business, Nikki, it has been operating for thousands and thousands of years before we even got the internet. It just wasn't available. And so if you went back to Jesus' times, he wasn't on Facebook, he wasn't tweeting, but they were still making. living and how you make a living is by getting your products into the eyes of the right people and that can happen as well offline as it can online now I'm not saying that the online world isn't that important it is but it's not as important if your customers aren't there and that's what I just see time and time again people are doing it because they think they should but they're not actually thinking are the right people seeing my product For example, if I was buying fish, I wouldn't try to sell them on Facebook because who's going to buy fish on Facebook? I would go to a local market. I would deal with people in the offline world. So you need to know your product and where your market is.
0: That is true. And also, I believe I, I see many people actually practicing it now on YouTube. I mean, there's one guy called Andrew Kirby where, you know, he makes you do videos, but he has no other social media, just email. And I see many podcasters, I mean, unfortunately, not me, <laughs> one of them, that, you know, they only podcast. Like you did, you know, they, they don't have, like, social media, just email. So how do you explain that to yourself? Like, it seems like people are, you know, They're escaping the social media world while before they wanted to get into it. So how do you explain that paradox thingy?
1: I think people are just tired of it. I think we've had enough. I think there's too much noise out there. You know, as I say, I've just been driving through America and I didn't have any connectivity for five weeks. And my business operated like a dream without it. So if you get the right structure, you don't need to dive into it all the time. But it is an addiction. And I know it's an addiction because it's designed to be addictive. People want to check. People want to see they've got likes. But I would say to everyone, your bank account is more important. And if you're not getting customers based on this, then there's no point in doing it. It's just a waste of time. (laughs) Well, that's an interesting perspective.
0: You know, and you know, even when you actually let's say exclude social media from your daily life, how do you spend your time productively? Like, how do, how does your routine comes in? Like, how do you spend your day productively?
1: Saturday and Sunday, I don't do anything at all. Monday and Tuesday, I don't do anything at all. Wednesday, I speak to potential clients that have come through to me. Um, a Thursday, I podcast, and then Friday, I do my coaching. But more often than not. I don't do anything at all and i know that sounds strange because everything is about hustle um but i had a very bad case of burnout due to overwork over obsession and stress and i realized now it's much better not to do anything but when you do something it's really really good more than just putting in hours and hours and hours of stuff that doesn't really make any difference. I walk around, I think about stuff, and then an idea pops into my head. And if it's a great idea, I think it is, then I will work on that. But more often than not, I don't do anything. So by not doing anything,
0: do you mean like just chilling or you're actually reading or like meditating on all of
1: that? Yeah, I, I do stuff that isn't work. You know, at the moment I'm sitting in my um, office. I'm in front of two computer screens, but I turn those off, and that's it. I don't have a mobile phone. I don't have a tablet. I don't have any way to be connected once I turn off my stand-alone desktop PC that I work from. And so it gives me the ability to refresh my brain, and I will read business books. I will watch. Um, motivational speeches on YouTube, I will walk in the country, I will allow my brain to operate as it should to bring the good ideas into my head and that has exponentially increased the success of my business by not being in my business all the time.
0: Damn, I, I. mean. I- Okay, so I'm gonna say I need a popularity interview because you know a lot of young entrepreneurs. I mean, people my age, I know some people who are actually you know want to be entrepreneurs. They're brainwashed. You know, you gotta like hustle 24/7. Well, in real, you know, in real life, you need to have balance, you know, in your life. And you know, I believe people saying uh, when you actually don't do anything, you're lazy. I believe it's just more about perspective, you know. Uh, so. Haven't like met these people who are like working twenty four seven a day but not like but not like you know doing anything at the same time?
1: yeah, I, I was that person and I was thinking that I had to design websites and I had to do sales funnels and and click pages and all the things. I was doing everything and I look back on it and I would say ninety five percent of it was rubbish. And most of it isn't in my business anymore. it was just a pointless waste of time of trying to do stuff. I would much rather do 20% of great stuff than 100% of passable stuff. So I just focus in on the good stuff. And businesses operate like that. If you know what's bringing in your results, then just do as much of that as possible and just keep on doing that. You don't have to do everything else. It's it's very simple business, but we make it too complicated.
0: So, but don't you that know, when you are like still hustling, that 24-7 20, that 20 hustle helped you create that life. Or if you like did the routine like you do, yeah, like you do now, you would have been more successful.
1: I think you have to go through that, I do. I think you have to learn what works for yourself. And you certainly have to get the ball rolling, but it's not the right way to do it. I now, my clients, I say to them, I want you to spend two days in the country. Each week, I want you to be away from the computer. Don't even turn it on. Your business will do better without you being involved. And they say, yeah, but no, I've got this to do and I've got that to do. I say, leave it. Just leave it. Do it next week. And after about three or four weeks or six months or whatever it takes, they actually say, you were right. You were right. I feel better in myself. I've got more energy working in the business because of the times I'm out of the business.
0: (laughs) well you know you gotta go through it you know you gotta find out what works and what doesn't but so basically you need to test a lot of things and be ready to fail miserably
1: i don't think you should fail miserably i think you should fail happily and i think that you should you know try things but the quickest way to success as everyone says is copy what's already working out there so if you want a really successful podcast, look at the ones that are doing really well at podcasting and copy your results. Now, don't copy the show. That's a big mistake that people make. People think that, okay, somebody's doing a show like that. I'm going to do exactly the same. And they, they fail. A few years ago, there was a podcast. It's still doing very well, Entrepreneur on Fire. And then suddenly you've got students on fire and, and pets on fire and everything was on fire, thinking that was going to be the secret ingredient. And it's not. They failed miserably because the business is 90% what you can't see and just 10% you can so study those businesses click on their links download it look at how they operate and then start using that as your framework if it's working for them it should work for you as well
0: but how do you copy properly I mean many people want to copy but how do you copy someone properly don't make it like, you know, uh, you know, just simple, code, but actually learn what they do, not just like straight up copy it.
1: You've got to put your own spin on it. But what I mean by it, you come over to the website and you look at where their offers are, where their, their money making exercises are. You look at how they're structuring it. So when you click on that link, what happens and jot it down and see. When you click on that link, do you get a video that appears? Do they talk to you directly? Do you be taken into a sales funnel? How is it all operating? Look at their emails that come out to you. Keep on studying what they're doing. Do they send an email out every day? Do they do it every three days? Do they do it once a month? Whatever's working for them, it's a good chance it's gonna work for you. But we all seem to think that we've got to be geniuses and create it ourselves. Now, if I was going to design a car, I wouldn't strap a donkey onto a couple of wheels and think that's good enough. I would look at a gold, I would look at a voxel, and I would copy what's already out there. And I think everybody else would do the same, wouldn't
0: they? Yeah, definitely. But basically, you know, we gotta we gotta add up some some of our own things because, you no, know, some successful people's routine are not like yeah. you know for everyone. They have things they don't like that successful people do. So basically, at the end, there is no such thing as successful habits right? I think it's more like, you know, the person's perspective to it. And I mean, success habits, not healthy habits. That's a different thing for me.
1: I I agree with you totally. You've got to bring your own spin into it. You've got to be authentic. But the mechanics, how things work is already out there. You don't want just to copy things and have the same images. You've got to do your own thing. But how it operates, it's the same. Every car basically operates the same. Some are going to drive faster. Some are going to drive longer, but they're still the same. They just have their own spin.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, do you have any, any like any of your specific habits, like you know, you do for yourself, like something you consider, you know, your own habit?
1: I sleep a lot now. I never used to. Um, but now I try to get more sleep than I've ever had. Um, I drink about seven litres of water a day, Um, and they're the two ones that I've really got focused into, getting more rest, because we all recharge our mobile phones, we all make sure that we don't run out of batteries, But as humans we just think that we can keep on ploughing through, and so I I do that, and I don't work beyond four o'clock in the afternoon on my days. So, I start about nine in the morning, and then other than my podcast days, which are quite long ones, I, I limit it all to give myself as much rest as possible.
0: Well, but like, how many hours do you sleep actually? Like eight hours or more?
1: More. Uh, I'm more probably 12, 12 and a half, maybe 13 hours.
0: So, do you think this resulted in a like a highly, like, big productivity boost
1: no I don't think it does but it makes me feel better and so that's what I mean the quality of my work is better I'm not sitting there sort of half yawning just slumped I'm really charged up and ready to go so when I do the work my brain operates better my body works better it's this common sense Nikki that if you get your rest the quality of work is better you can't expect um, Lionel Messi to play his best game if you just asked him to run a marathon beforehand you know you wouldn't expect that but as business owners we expect to just keep running 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 and it doesn't work
0: that is true <laughs> absolutely correct but david you know uh, before i actually wrap this amazing interview i want to ask you first for your contact even because some of my listeners they would love to see more of you so how can we connect with you
1: uh, the two easiest ways you can either come over to google and type in the words join up dots join up or you can go over to podcastersmastery.com where i teach people to actually um create a podcast
0: great make sure to send me those links after we do the podcast so people can get there and just start rocking and rolling and as we're ending this what do you think my listeners should know from me what what do they have to remember from you Like, the only thing they need to remember from you if they haven't, like, listened to the whole thing, which is unfortunate, but, you know, some things happen.
1: Enjoy what you do and don't take it too seriously, because basically we're only on this planet once. It's full of experiences and you're not going to get those experiences sat behind a WordPress site and, um, and a PC. Get out and about, make contact with people, but enjoy yourself.
0: That was awesome, David. All right, so that was an amazing interview. Really hope we we are worth your time because you were definitely worth like our time. We would love to have you on uh, for a second episode sometimes because you know we like getting back to old guests. And yeah, May, it was awesome interview. We wish you the best day in the world, and we'll see you soon. Thank you for your time.
1: Thank you, Nikki.